Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello guys and girls. The program you are about to hear will be both fun and educational, but it is not a substitute for medical advice. Although we are doctors, we are not your doctors. Hello and welcome to Travel Medicine. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood internal medicine doc, Dr. J. Hey guys, Dr. Santos here, your friendly neighborhood pediatric infectious disease doc and researcher. And I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. We are slogging our way through the 12 days. And now, Santos, if you recall, we are in the actual 12 days of Christmas. That's right. You taught me uh, in a very, uh, what do you call it? Like um, like a stuck-up arrogant kind of way. <laughs> That the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas Day. <laughs> no, you, you didn't do that. That that was <laughs> Well, you know, you know, Santo, why did the hipster drown in a puddle? The hipster uh it was too deep. It was uh he didn't like to get too deep. It was a well, actually. Oh, <laughs> So we are slogging through our holiday series, and we have reached the penultimate 12 Days of Christmas episode, and I figured this would be a good time to talk about the health conditions of some of our mythological figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're talking about uh, Krampus, of course. Sure, or the (laughs) disney version of Krampus, who would be uh, green. And <laughs> likes dogs. You know, and be- is generally grinchy. <laughs> you know, before it was, you know, everything was Disneyfied. Not anything against Disney, because A, I really do love Disney, and B, please don't kill me. Um, but the uh, it, it was Dr. Seuss first. It was. Yeah. It was. And, and when I say Disneyfied, I simply mean kind of 
watered down for a mass audience, which there's nothing wrong with because we've both grown up as very in-depth Disney fans. That's that's true. Absolutely uh, dedicated hardcore ears all the way. Um, yeah, that being said, uh, the Jim Carrey version never happened and we'll never speak of it again. But the newest version is actually quite charming. Oh, sweet. Okay. Am I going to take my daughters to it? Probably. You should. But awesome. you're not going to enjoy it because we're about to ruin the Grinch for you. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Logging off. <laughs> I'm the medical Grinch to Dr. Santosh's Cindy Lou Who. You're such a dork. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So let's start by just going through one of our favorite things to do when we diagnose fictional characters, which is let's run through ICD-10 codes, shall we? Okay. <laughs> you sound so excited. Yeah, okay, let's do ICD-10 codes. So why in the world is the Grinch so mean? I know what you're thinking, and we'll get to his cardiac problems in a little bit. But before we do, let's do a quick rundown based on the classic Dr. Seuss rhyme. First, he's cuddly as a cactus. Well, what's that mean? Because we know he's not covered in spines. Well, cuddly as a cactus, you don't necessarily have to be covered in spines. Ichthyoses, like a dermatologic condition, uh, would, would do that, make this like hard, tough skin on you. But aside from that, uh, I don't know, like if his nails were really sharp or something. I'm, all, I'm leaning a little bit more towards like an eczema, so he's going to have skin that's red, it's dry, it's crusting, it's flaking, it's blistering, oozing, okay. bleeding. Uh, so, you know, what are the different eczemas that we could say that would make somebody not uh, touch the Grinch? <laughs> so you're going right up my alley. So you you can have eczema with, with, with herpes superimposed on top of that. So you can have eczema herpeticum. Um, and that would definitely make you shy away from like cuddling someone, at least until, you know, all the vesicles went down and crusted over. So now we have a Grinch with uh, herpes and eczema. <laughs> it sounds so much worse when you put it that way, <laughs> rather than just saying the Latin, like the eczema herpeticum. But yes, yes. Well, the herpeticum in that sense comes from snake, right? It's derived from the Latin for snake. So it's a snake-like skin because you're constantly shedding flakes of skin like a shake. Yeah. Like a snake <laughs> right. And that's, uh, that was kind of an original thinking for herpes as well as, you know, lizard-like or snake-like. Yes. Herpetologists who study, herpetologists don't study herpes. They study snakes. Well, they could study snakes with herpes. I don't know. Oh, fuck, now I have to Google if there's snake herpes. Can snakes get herpes? snake herpes? Okay, here we go. The herpes-like virus was isolated from the Siamese cobra and associated with pathologic changes in the venom gland. Herpes-like virus has also been isolated from juvenile boa constrictors. So, yes, my young friend, <laughs> you can study snakes with herpes so you can be a herpa herpetologist <laughs> oh, <a herpa> <laughs> that just came i just realized what that sounded like <laughs> what do you do for a living i'm a herpa herpetologist <laughs> 
<laughs> people turning away like that cannot be real. <laughs> Somewhere out there, I hope we have a herper herpetologist. Uh, <laughs> there has to be because there are people who study herpes, viruses, and snakes. Here, ter- treatment of herpes simplex with moccasin snake venom. That's a different thing, I guess. That's or actually you be, using. You could be a pain doctor who studies snake herpes, and then you'd be a hurt herpetologist. <laughs> that being said, yes, you could be a hurt herpetologist. <laughs> if you were studying herpes and snakes and you twisted your ankle, you could also be a hurt herpetologist. <laughs> well, let's look at the Grinch's other skin condition. I believe yeah. also on the line, he is a bad banana with a greasy black peel. A black peel, if we assume, is skin. That could be necrosis. But we need to know the exact location of his bad banana skin. So I'm going to guess it's a diabetic foot infection because, you know, he's eating those holiday sweets. Maybe he's got some necrotizing fasciitis. Maybe he's got some gangrene. Black is very different from, you know, necrotizing disease. So early on in necrotizing disease, it doesn't look, have that like kind of blackened, mummified look. It looks red and inflamed, a lot like cellulitis. Um, blackened is kind of almost like mummified or dead. So I think I'd go more with something like gangrene. Um, or, uh, like a gangrenous foot, like after a, uh, uh, you know, bullet wound in the Civil War type of thing. Um, or it could be a big eschgar. And for that, you know, you could talk about um, ecthyma gangrenosum. That could be a greasy black peel. Or even you could have frostbite necrosis. He does live all the way up in the mountains, squeezing his feet oh, in insulated shoes. And he doesn't wear pants. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'm so... on board. He also suffers from termites in his smile, which I think we could safely assume would be uh, cavities. Just saying that makes my gums itch. That was... So he's got dental caries, and, you know, no wonder he doesn't like all the sweet food that the Who's down in Whoville are eating, and that's making the Grinch boo-hooing. He needs some dental care for those termites in his smile. He is also described as a crooked, jerky jockey. Scoliosis, maybe? A crooked, jerky jockey. I think a little bit about scoliosis, but it could be scoliosis to something secondary, like uh, cerebral palsy, because there are several forms of cerebral palsy um, that will also cause jerky motion, because you can have discoordination along with stiffness, um, either in the trunk or in the limbs, which would cause you know your your spine to bend. So it wouldn't just be straight scoliosis; it would have to be scoliosis secondary to likely another neurological condition like a friedrich's ataxia polio polio would work as an acquired disease although that doesn't lead to scoliosis until you know you have a long time you know favoring a leg because the other one you know is is kind of a dead leg from from the poliomyelitis and of course we haven't addressed the green skin color oh that could be jaundice 
it could be. It could be. So he could be uh, taking a few hearty swigs of nog, leading to sure. yellowing of the classic who skin. So uh-huh. we've started- or you know he screwed one too many, or he's using IV drugs, and he caught like hepatitis B would do it, or Hep C. Sure. <laughs> if we want, if we want to get real dark about it. So before we've even reached this, you know, heart that's two sizes too small, we've already oh yeah sort of sat there and said you have this lonely older gentleman with terrible cavities, awful mm-hmm. skin condition, possibly liver cirrhosis, a bent back. I mean it. No wonder he's in such a grumpy, grinchy mood all the time. Yeah, yeah. If I had all that going on, I I don't know that I'd have any joy, you know? There's lots of people suffering with conditions like this who are very happy people and, and you know, they, they have big hearts and they, they give. But this is plenty of good reason to just be like, you know what? Leave me alone. I am not having a good life right now. And I imagine you'd want a lot of peace and quiet. And hearing, you know, your neighbors, which are the entire town, partying sure. till all hours of the night, singing Christmas carols, which we don't know when Whoville's Christmas starts. For all we know, they could be running that from August, you know, like the U.S. does. <laughs> okay. And I got news for you. If you're, you know, forcing Christmas down my throat for four months before December, I'd probably be a little grinchy, too. I I love Christmas music. I enjoy it. I play it a lot right around the holidays. But you're right. Like, four months' worth is is a bit much. Yeah. So now we're going to flip the script. And before I get to any more Grinch conditions, I'm going to tell you about a heart condition named for the Grinch, which has made a number of the people who suffer from it rather unhappy themselves. There is a condition that the medical community refers to as Grinch syndrome, but the actual name is POTS, not POTS like pots and pans. It's (laughs) an abbreviation for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I know it sounds like another restless leg syndrome type of thingy, but trust us, this is real. So POTS is a condition in which a person's heart rate will increase to very, very high levels whenever they stand up. And that's because the heart is having to work very, very hard and fast because it is two sizes too small. Your size may not be specific if we're going to read the legalese at the bottom. It is just a small heart. The specific (laughs) amount of smallness cannot be quantified. This is a really typical thing, Josh, that we see in teenagers, right? So they hit a growth spurt, you know, a couple of inches, maybe three or four inches in height over a very short period of time. And, you know, not all tissues grow at the same time. The really typical example is that like ears and hands sometimes look way out of proportion of the rest of the body in adolescence, Um, you know, and and you just feel embarrassed about like, you know, I don't know how you know, you choose to look. It's just, you just feel like, oh my God, I look like a, like a mutant. And, um, you know, it's, it's not their fault. They're going through weird, awkward growth, which is exactly what the human body does to adolescents. But if your height shoots up as 
your innards, intestines, lungs, heart doesn't keep up with it, then what may end up happening is that, you know, when your poor little heart has to beat in order to pump blood up to your brain, which is really, in terms of blood pressure, Josh, all your heart cares about. There are no real other blood pressure sensors elsewhere except way down in your kidneys. Okay? And your entire so if, autonomic nervous system is solely focused on forcing your blood to do a reverse gravity elevator once and Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so it, it's that is, it Can you imagine? Yeah. And, you know, the, the example that I absolutely love is the giraffe. You know, so to pump blood all the way up to there, they actually have adapted a series of valves in the arteries in their neck so that, you know, the blood will keep going up and up and not to sink back down with every heartbeat. But what you have to do is you get up in the morning, okay, you put your feet down and then you stand up and then all, all of a sudden you feel dizzy and weird because your poor little heart, which hasn't caught up to your giant, giant, newly post-adolescent frame, has to go up an extra, you know, two, three feet in order to get that blood up to your brain, whereas before you were lying flat, so that blood didn't have to fight gravity. And now your heart's beating, 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 and you feel like your heart's racing in your chest. It takes a while for you to calm down. And in some cases, Josh, you even actually have postural orthostatic hypotension, POH, where these kids don't just have their hearts racing, they actually drop and faint. Now, because... The only mechanism that our beautiful bodies have to, I'm not getting enough blood to my brain, is to fall on your face. Lower, quickly <laughs> lower your center of gravity to better distribute blood. The way your body right. does that is by knocking you the heck out. <laughs> now, That's this it. is a really interesting condition because we're coming at it from two different angles. You're approaching it from a pediatric standpoint, whereas most of the people I see who have orthostatic hypotension or any kind of this nervous system regulation disorder tend to be geriatric. As you get older, your nerves simply can't keep up with the signaling. So a lot of older people tend to have difficulty maintaining their blood pressure and are more susceptible. This to me, seeing this in otherwise young, healthy people who are suffering from what we traditionally think of as an older person affliction is fascinating. And there is a team in the Southwest of the US who studied mm -hmm. about 27 of these people, these young adolescents, who had this condition. And the overall findings they came up with were that, first, none of the subjects had any real detectable abnormalities in their autonomic nervous system, meaning they didn't really have any problems with self-regulating their nervous system and blood pressure like we see in the elderly. And many, okay. and here's where we get the naming of the condition, about 70% had hearts smaller than average and low blood volume, findings very characteristic of deconditioning. Deconditioning, meaning uh, when you're kind of not able to move or be, you're stuck in bed for a long time, maybe because your muscles have atrophied or you're ill or you're weak, or if you're going to be real mean about it, if you associate low blood with laziness from a lack of exercise, which is not what is going on in these people. 
Uh, but on average, all the subjects in this study did respond very favorably to a graded program of exercise therapy. So <laughs> there's a several syndrome, several different possible explanations for this, but the onset of it is often very sudden and can frequently follow an acute infectious illness, such as a bad case of the flu or an episode of trauma like a broken bone or childbirth or even exposure to toxins such as lead or, for those of you who I guess grew up in the Vietnam era, Agent Orange. Even conditions such as severe emotional stress, like a post-traumatic stress disorder, could potentially trigger a POTS attack. So the way you diagnose it is by doing a tilt table test, which is exactly what it sounds like. You put them on basically a seesaw and you waggle it up and down until they pass out to see if they have this postural. <laughs> it's it's not exactly a seesaw because they don't get the fun part of like going up and down while sitting. They're strapped flat to the plank. And then you seesaw the thing back and forth, so their head is up and their head is down. But you you execute it gently, <laughs> in a in a graded way, and you're monitoring their blood pressure and heart rate the entire time, you know, so you don't hurt them. So the authors of this particular study that we talked about concluded that. On the whole, POTS is caused by rapid, sudden deconditioning, and because of the small hearts they noted in the vast majority of subjects, the authors proposed renaming POTS, or Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome, to Grinch Syndrome, and the because their heart is two sizes. Usually when you take a syndrome or something that someone's trying to get through or a population's trying to get through, and you label it as an unpopular villain in a kid's Due character. To laziness and a small uh, heart. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. No, um, I, I'll tell you, Josh, it's, it's kind of cool because when uh, a select number of these individuals have this postural hypotension, meaning that they're... they're Low, lack of blood pressure or their high heart rate, which is trying to compensate for low blood pressure going to the brain, happens due to posture. Um, they There is actually a select few of these that have kind of cellular abnormalities as well um, in terms of allowing you know for fluid shift. So I've actually experimented on cells from patients with POTS and uh, found some really cool, interesting things about how they metabolize and, and, uh, create energy. So I, I actually really love this disorder. I love it the most in my adolescent kids because it is something that's easily solvable. When you get up in the morning, stand up nice and slow, take your time. You can drink plenty of water and something every kid loves to hear, especially if their conditioning and exercise is okay, but they still have pots is that I want you to have a little bit more salt in your Ooh, diet. McDonald's ribs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But hey, that is in healthy athletic kids who have POTS, not, you know, deconditioned now, kids. The heart two sizes too small was the beginning of the Grinch's problems. But at the end, Dr. Seuss kind of just brushed off what would be a severe medical deformity with his heart growing two sizes in one day. No, no. The, yeah, that. Uh, is definitely only not two all right. I could think of for that. One would be a massive dilated cardiomyopathy brought on 
potentially from mm-hmm. prolonged alcohol use when his heart finally just gave out and he had a heart attack and heart failure. In which case, why are the people <laughs> singing right. and not getting him medical attention? Or the other uh, that I can think of is a acute viral infection, which causes myocarditis and uh, eats away at the oh, heart muscle. Which Emotional one? associated condition. Now, usually, oh, okay. and, and I'm referring to what's called Takasubo syndrome. Now, that's Japanese for octopus trap. And there's a yeah. reason for that. It's how the heart appears yeah. on ultrasound, on echo. It looks like an octopus caught in a traditional trap. But Takasubo is also known as broken heart syndrome. Usually, we hear about this in people who have suffered a severe loss, a recent breakup, or the loss of a loved one, such as a death in the family. They're grieving. If you have a highly emotional state, your heart can actually quickly sort of balloon out and give you all the same symptoms of a heart attack. But the difference being it's transient and none of the damage is lasting. Your heart just gets very big. And as long as you are seen and evaluated by a cardiologist and put on the correct medications, it will quickly correct back when the time of exacerbated stress that caused it has passed. So we have covered Takasubo in the past, and although we traditionally associate it with grieving and mourning and stressful situations, even an experience of unbridled joy, such as the Grinch finally having friends and being invited to a <laughs> being invited to carve the roast beast, could in theory prompt an episode of Takasubo and cause his heart to grow two sizes. That's a good explanation for what might have happened. And the nice thing about it, like you said, is that if his stress hormones, if his you know mental well-being kind of evens out, um, then he actually has a really, really good prognosis. So either way, the Grinch needs a WHO cardiologist to... Throw him on a treadmill, stress test him, and see what is going on with his poor heart. Because more than any of the other conditions we talked about, he really needs to have his heart function evaluated so he doesn't have these problems in the future. Let's move Uh, on to our Grinchy counterpart, which of course would be, you didn't think Santa was getting out of this untouched, did you? Let's talk about some of the medical conditions that Santa may be suffering from. now. We know that his cheeks are like roses, and those characteristically rosy cheeks may indicate a longstanding problem with rosacea. And potentially, if he's had the rosacea long enough or it has grown severe enough, even rhinopyma, which would make Santa look like Rudolph himself. Yeah, well, but he's supposed to have, you know, a big red nose like a tomato, according to the rhyme. Right, but a big red nose like a tomato sounds a lot like rhinopyma to me, which is swelling of the nose itself. And go ahead and and look that oh, up. Oh. And I love how, yeah. as if people don't feel bad enough with this condition, we have to uh, reference their nose by calling them sheesh. rhinos. No, rhino is Latin for no. Oh, <laughs> son, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, rhino is just right. Latin for nose. What about um, I? I will, as I usually do here, Josh, object to your pronunciation. It is rhino final. Well, I'm good at diagnosing, not so much at pronouncing. Okay, moving on. The next obvious problem is his stomach like a bowl full of jelly. 
Everyone knows Santa has a weakness yeah. for sugar and fat-rich foods. Let's say only 1% of the approximately 75 million homes he visits each year place a single glass of milk and one cookie for him. That's 750,000 cookies, 46,000 gallons of milk, and in the absence of exact figures, that would put Santa weighing anywhere from 220 to 1,380 pounds, giving him a BMI of just between 24.8, which is slightly just under overweight, and 373, making him an excellent candidate for liposuction and bariatric surgery. No, no. I, a BMI of 300 plus, he'd be dead. He'd be well, absolutely he'd dead. he'd be a less jolly old elf, that's for certain. But uh, he's certainly <laughs> at risk for metabolic syndrome which is almost like a precursor to diabetes yeah. and diagnosed based on waist size, among other things. So Santa's going to have to start eating a few more carrots and a few less cookies and maybe a glass of almond milk instead of creamy uh, <laughs> cow produced. Well, I was going to say, Josh, I mean, we're talking about a lot of this in the developed world here in the United States large population centers where you have hipsters like New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. I'm going to bet that, you know, at least about 50% of this is going to be like plant-based or nut milks. And there, there's going to be a good amount of like these, these cookies, which are going to be like sugar-free, gluten-free kind of thing going on so maybe he's better than he was like say in the or 50s maybe and he's 60s. just getting angrier and angrier at everybody making his snacks go green and organic and santa's becoming the grinch <laughs> could you see that happening just like oh time for christmas i'm so happy chocolate chip cookies and milk and every single time just like oh friggin you know, pea juice and rice cakes again, you know, just, just angry, just so right. angry. As we and, have already yeah. covered with the Grinch, <laughs> Santa also probably suffers from some degree of scoliosis or at the very least sciatica because he spent hundreds of years lugging heavy sacks of toys to billions of houses. Cause so I hope he's got good insurance because that is a bad combination for developing lumbar spine problems. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I try to tell uh, kids this, um, you know, when I was in general pediatric practice, uh, you know, as a resident, you'd see kids coming in, you know, 12, 13 year old with back pain. And you would do some tests just to make sure that it wasn't pathologic. And then you found out that they love to do that thing. Remember, Josh, when we were kids, you carry a backpack yeah, over one shoulder. We were kids, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you'd ever do that now because you're a responsible no, sirree, adult. I carry a and, messenger uh, bag, with, just like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Actually, that's a little bit better for you because the weight is on your hip rather than, you know, a, across your back. This is one of these things we tell them to do is that, you know, don't slouch, sit up properly, you know, when you're thing, and then carry your backpack over both shoulders or even better. Uh, a lot of these kids are now getting the little like the rolly packs, which I used to think, you know, so that you don't have to be cool. But listen, a roller bag is way cooler than whatever <laughs> razor scooter y'all are riding around on. So... <laughs> That's true. And wrecking yourselves, by the way, I've seen more damn scooter versus pedestrian scooter versus lamp pole scooter versus car. 
Oh, for the love of God, get off these scooters. And last but not least, chronic bronchitis. I hope that all that ho-ho-hoing is intentional and not a manifestation of prolonged exposure to chimney stacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be bronchitis or it would be, remember how we discussed before, Josh, about like uh, either uh, silicosis or uh, not, what was it, the, right, the black right. lung? Coal miners. Pneumoconiosis. Super fragilistic yeah. pneumoconiosis. Pneumoconiosis. That was their episode. We should, everyone should go back and take a listen and then come back. Are you done? Hey, welcome back. But yeah, pneumoconiosis, as you just heard, from inhalation of particulate matter, um, seen a lot in coal miners. But yeah, if you're going up and down chimneys, you know, it might just be one day, but it's, what did you say, like 700 and yeah. something thousand chimneys? 750 million chimneys. 750,000 cookies. 750 million. Yeah. <laughs> 750 million. Yeah, that's a that's, lot, that's a lot to go through. And yes, I hope he's wearing his airway protection, you know, with a good huh. mask huh. and that kind of a thing. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, so, uh, oh! You're off, awful, so, uh, awful. That is oh. our very quick and dirty. So we have time to get back to unwrapping our gifts. I, I pronounce them <laughs> gifs. That's gonna get more angry messages <laughs> than all of the other comments I've ever made combined. I swear to God, don't well, at me. That's it I'm, I'm sorry. Gifts this Whatever. week. As we have taken you through diagnosing two more mythological figures, I would again encourage you to go back and listen to last year's Tiny Tim episode, one of my favorites for diagnosing mythological figures. But until then, that concludes (laughs) it for this week. As always, we love to hear your comments, questions, and feedback. If you'd like to support us spiritually, emotionally, or financially, you can find links to do that in the show notes along with any resources we used looking this episode up. We would love for you to leave us ratings and reviews. Consider it a Christmas gift. It costs you nothing and helps many more people find the show. A very special happy birthday to Rachel Leisure, the composer of our theme music. Happy birthday, Rachel. Oh my gosh, you're a Christmas baby. is produced by me with a lot of help from Santosh and all our other co-hosts. And until next time, as always, happy travels. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.